Out From Work Podcast. My name's Dave Swillam. Let's get ready to hustle. Welcome back to the Waking Up From Work podcast. You're listening to episode 114 of the show. This is your host, Dave Swillam. Another interview tonight with a a long overdue connection back with a friend from my Verizon days here. We've been chatting a little bit before the show, but Rob, thank you for for being on the show, man. This is Rob Mathias from Hostel Del Funk. Hostel Del Funk. And it's Moksha Moda. Moksha Moda is named my clothing brand. Yes. I didn't do too bad. Yeah. Right? I know. You did. Yeah. You killed it. Yeah. <laughs> welcome to my show, man. And welcome to like just connecting back into your life, dude. I'm, I'm so happy. I get a, like a, a second to talk to you and, and like break down what you've been up to since you left uh, VZ, man. Yeah. Uh, honor to reconnect with you, brother. And I just want to say like, I know it sounds weird to like, talk about like, to talk about like Verizon days, but I feel like so many of us from like the big house, you know, but so many of us that were like worked together for so long, all of us, all of us are thriving outside of Verizon. And by the way, I am yes. beyond, I am beyond grateful for, for my tenure at Verizon. Um, I learned so much and I applied that in my, in my career. So like, Same, man. I'm very Same. grateful. Yeah. Yeah. They, they like, I got like a, an extra like education program through Berkeley college of music from them paid for. I like met you and like a ton of amazing people that like, I still connect with on the reg, like constantly. And they're all doing well, dude. Like you said, yeah, like, it's, really cool reg- stuff. It's, like, it's yourself included. Like it, it's cool to see like a core group of people, like really like thriving uh, from like the team that we're in. It's, it's really interesting to see like everyone's journey after it. It's, it's really beautiful to watch. Yeah. And it's like, it's funny because like you remember, like you remember like everyone's like personality, like their own selling way too. And it's funny mm-hmm. to like watch them kind of like go out and do their thing and their own thing. Yeah. Everyone's doing their own thing from that crew. And then it's like every one of them, it's like their personality that you remember from back then. It like is shining through. It's yeah. interesting, man. It's really fun to watch all this shit. Yeah. It's, 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 it's seriously, it's, it's, it's cool to see. It's really cool to see. Yeah. Yeah. And like when like like with Verizon, like I really like, man, they, they the sales they made us go through, like all the training and stuff like that, and I, I learned so much of like selling and marketing and layout and advertisement. Just like I pay attention and like pay attention, like all the sales talks, I, I pay attention to all of it. And, you know, I I, I learn what will work well, and then, yeah, no, I, I'm appreciative for sure. They 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 gave me a good education. I am too, man. I, as much as like I. As much as I didn't enjoy some of the day to day, I learned yeah, a stupid amount there, and it made me it made me get out of a lot of debt, dude. It made me like get into a position where I could really start to like control my life again. You know, it gave me the launch pad to uh, jump into my own career. You know, and uh, and I took leaps of faith leaving my, uh, Verizon, jumping into my own career. But I, I launched my business before I quit, and but the money I made at Verizon and the um, skill set and everything else like that. Like I applied that. I also learned that my, my worth, 
like what I'm willing to like, how hard I'm willing to work. Like I would, man, I can, I don't want to do that for me. Like I want to do that for me and not, yeah. not for Verizon. Like, you know, I mean, I'm very artistic. I'm very uh, expressionative and, you know, um, I, uh, I have a very free spirit, uh, attitude. And a lot of times I'd, I'd feel like I was Morpheus walking around the matrix, you know, I need to like break free. <laughs> but again, I'm very grateful for that, like opportunity, like the, jump from that you know like sometimes you got to work like some people they don't um you know you got to take steps to like to to manifest what you want in your in your life and sometimes you got to work longer at a job you don't like you know mm-hmm. as you guys get a uh, multiple side hustles you may like that side hustle you may not like that side hustle but you know sometimes you got to take as many steps as you can to thrive you know and have i mean for me i i i used Verizon and then so much else as a way to continually thrive forward yeah no i know it's like there is a there is a thing that's happening that you get sucked into and you have a choice whether you're going to hang out there or you're not and like you you it is an actual choice because if you're not like if you're not making a an action it is fucking exhausting like this shit is exhausting dude like it was exhausting i'm sure to work at verizon and then go do your hustle on the weekend then do go do your hustle at night and go do whatever it's exhausting it's fucking exhausting it's not like yeah. the easy way to do that so you had to make a decision every day like am i gonna hang out here and i'm gonna just climb in verizon i'm gonna do whatever i'm gonna do this or am i gonna do this other thing it's a choice every day whether you're gonna fucking go to bed early or you're gonna go do the thing and it's like it's not easy i get it i every time it happens, dude. I understand it because there there are days when I can't I can't do it, and and uh, yeah, I understand why people just stay down and they just stay and hang out because they're like, dude, it's easy oh, get to hang out. Shit's know? exhausting, you know. Yeah, well, yeah, but like you know, if you're not like pushing yourself to the goals that you want to get to, it is easy just to just be chill. Yeah, yeah, just be content to where you're at. I'm never content. I'm always thriving forward. I'm always trying to be not just not just business wise because even then like I'm not going to get stuck in the same rut like you know what I'm doing now I, I I maybe I'll do that in five years from now but you know usually the way for me it works is doors of opportunity open and I'll just I'm just I'm sprinting through those doors of opportunity right. you know, I don't want to be stuck in the same rut for you know for next 20 30 years right yeah so I guess Rob like just because like well, I definitely want to hear like the full story anyway, but like people out there that might not know Hostel Del Funk and Moksha Moda, do you want to run through like this story here of like 2018, you leave Verizon? What, how did all of this happen? And like, what are these brands that you've created and these things yeah. that you're up to right now? What's all this about? Okay. So I, uh, I worked at Verizon from 2014 to 2018. And, um, and I moved out to New England in uh, the beginning of 2014. I'm not originally from New England. I'm, I, well, per- personally, I'm a soul from God, uh, but I was born on the south side of Chicago, and I spent most of my uh, life in the Midwest. Uh, and I moved out here seven and a half years ago. I didn't know anybody. I didn't know a soul. I didn't know a soul. What made you move here in oh, general? In general? Okay. Fa- mentally, and like uh, I was... I was always searching. I always felt like I was just existing, that this wasn't the life I was meant to live. And I was questioning everything about the system. And like most of my 20s, I'm 37. Most of my 20s, I, uh, I just felt like I was existing. And all, I, I, I got into this mode of just binging 
uh, researching on everything under the sun. And eventually I liberated my mind. And in that process, I, I, I felt like I needed to become an activist uh, hmm. during the time frame. So I needed to pay dues to, to be an activist. And, uh, but when I woke up to, to want to do that, the calling to do that, I was overweight. I was three. I was your atypical American, believe it or not. I was 300 pounds, 48 inch waist. All I did is drink beer, watch sports, play video games, rinse and repeat. I used to be a manager of a GameStop. GameStop is tough, man. I've worked, I worked there for a summer in like that organization. I love, don't get me wrong. I still like games. I don't play anywhere near a lot as much as I used to, but GameStop is like terrible to work for, dude. They are just awful to people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I wait. And, and I, Anyways, I, I lived that t- that typical life, and I woke up. One, I felt the calling to be an activist, to go live an adventure of a lifetime out here. I had to go, no matter what. But I knew I needed to be healthy to do it, and I lost over a hundred pounds in one year. I went from three hundred down to one ninety. I'm now like one seventy five. I've kept off like this whole time. Damn. And uh, I moved out here to be an activist for freedom, a liberty activist. Uh, and I actually used to do my. Uh, as soon as I got out here, I did my own radio show called the Rebel Love Show, spreading the love of a liberated world. We're on every Tuesday night, 10 p.m. to midnight on LRN.fm, the Liberty Radio Network. That was my little call sign. <laughs> and uh, I did that. Are you um, you saying you still doing that, Rob? No, I did that for three years. Over three I was going to say, I remember you doing that. I was around yeah. when you were doing that. I used to go, I used to, I, I did that. I produced like four other uh, shows at any given time. I had a podcast studio in my apartment in Manchester with acoustic phone, green screen, cameras, uh, acoustic mic, and I mean, condenser mics. Yeah, it was uh, it was like another another lifetime ago, and that what that's what brought me out. Anyways, fast forward, the the, the music festival scene recruiting me from my activism, and uh, I became friends with a lot of vendors in that scene, and I saw the freedom that they had, and like I need to, I focused so much time and energy on like advocating freedom that I needed to practice what I was preaching and like the uh, manifest a freer life for me. Yes. And, and and honestly, and also it's kind of like tying in, tying in a lot of what's going on politically in the world where like, I felt the calling to leave the country. Like I need to go experience the country while I, I mean, experience the world while I can, because per, my personal belief, I know this is, I don't want to get into a political conversation, but yeah. uh, this planet, this planet is our homeland. Countries are nothing more than lines drawn on maps by men long since dead. Anywhere you go, you are home. Anywhere you go, you are around fam. I personally believe that every single human being should have the, the right to travel, live, and work wherever they damn well please without mm. seeking permission from anyone. Sure. Um, and I, I, I don't just preach that. I walk it. I felt the call to leave, but I need an exit strategy. Or at least like what I really want to do is be a snowbird, spend the summers uh, in the States. It's good time in summers in the States usually, you know? But I can't do winter. I can't do winter anymore. And I'm not talking about Florida. You're from uh, Chicago, man. You paid your dues. I did pay my dues. Yeah, <laughs> I don't want to die from freezing to death. Like, man, it's cold. And yeah, I spent 29 years in in uh, in uh, Chicago. So, uh, so yeah. Anyways, I, I felt the call to leave, and I knew I needed to create a business for myself to where I can travel a lot and then leave when I want. Like, you know, work hard for a long period of time and then travel and. It's, uh, I started, uh, I, I would take two weeks from Verizon because I gave you two weeks if you left the country. You only got one week in a row if you didn't. That's right. So I two weeks. I went to Costa Rica two, uh, two years in a row. And, and then I just knew, I, I, okay, spiritually, like I, I, I was called to come do activism uh, on the East Coast. I had to come no matter what. In 2018, I was really called 
um, not only to start my own business. And I start 2017, I worked uh, another vendor company called Shaknet Trading Post. Brian Bill's awesome. Love Brian. And uh, um, he vends all the festivals all around New England. And I got an opportunity to work for him uh, in 2017 and in the beginning of 2018. Uh, and I treat it as an apprenticeship, like to learn the, mu- the music festival scene, to, uh, uh, to see what I have, what it takes to set up and take down and hustle at a festival. And yeah. uh, they learn a lot from like, you know, someone running their own business and uh, really treat it as a, a, an apprenticeship. I launched my own brand in 2000 in the summer, but I just sold some coffee at a couple of fan festivals because I knew Guatemala was calling me. I had to go to Guatemala. I had to go no matter what. No matter what. I had what, to, I, what was it? Do you have any idea what you felt that it was like, this is what needs to happen? Or can you explain it? Or is it just feel like I like I'm very I'm very spiritual. This is I, I'm very conscious that this is just the material world. You are more than your body, you are more than your mind, you are divine. Have no fear. This is like you can manifest wherever you want with the flow of life that you're in. I know it sounds super hippie, but I 100 percent believe it. No, man, we talk about a lot on the. We really talk about a lot on the show, and a lot of it's none of that's none of that is. Um, don't don't feel that way. You're good. Yeah, you know, I, I I don't I can care people I can care less if people think I'm crazy or not. I I, I know what I feel, and uh, and I've been I, not only have I to put it to do a different way. Not only have I surrendered to the flow since the moment I, I flew out here, I have been swimming with devotion in that flow. Mm. And uh, that flow, the, the calling, I had to go to Guatemala no matter what. Didn't know a soul there either. And I planned to quit Verizon for like seven, eight months. And I, I knew I needed to make enough money to like survive for like three or four months uh, without yes. working. And I really felt called uh, to go find a clothing partner. Uh, clothing the, the event at music festivals and the, the do my own um, ideas with someone to work uh, a team to work with and um, I could have I could have gone with like different people uh, that I met on tour but those are all the people that like, I'm friends with that are, are working with so I've especially the person out for uh, shaking I'm like I gotta uh, I need to do me I need to do something completely different I want to go I'm literally gonna quit my corporate sales job and go fly to another country. I go on a hunt for uh, a team to work with. Yeah. Uh, but I was really called to do this. There's this lake. There's this huge lake. It's so beautiful. It's probably the most beautiful lake on the entire planet. It's called Lake Atitlan. And it's this lake that um, it's an ancient volcanic crater. It's huge. It's a huge lake. Um, it, takes om- it takes about an hour and a half, almost two hours to get all the way across the lake on by boat. All right. Wow. You have to drive wow. way deep into the crater to get in. And there's these uh, Mayan uh, villages all around the lake. All huh. right. Um, and you, the boats are called launches and you take tuk tuks uh, around the, the Mayan villages and whatnot. And that lake was calling me so much. I, like, I, had, to, I had to just go to that lake, not just for my business, but also for my soul. Um, like I had to go no matter what. And, uh, there's a lot of con- there's a high conscious community of people that live at the lake. There's like the like really high vibe conscious communities, multi- like all over the lake. Uh, I really got tied in with that community, and also again, I was that the lake manifested uh, a clothing partner for me, and now I have two clothing partners at this point. And I sought them out, you know, and, I, and one of like on top of that, like I, I I practice Spanish every day. I can speak Spanish. I can't I can't hold a if I'm in a group of, of Spanish speakers, I, it's really hard to keep up. But if it's one-on-one, I can even, I, normally I can have a, a long conversation, hold a conversation. You know, I know enough. 
I know enough Spanish to do business in Spanish, uh, to cross uh, borders in my car with my dog, and handling international shipping from like, uh, I've done shipping from Guatemala to Costa Rica because uh, um, that's a whole fast track when I drove down. That sounds complex. I know it is complex, yeah. Uh, I don't want to jump there yet. Um, but uh, no, the lake was calling me. I had to go no matter what. And, uh, and it's manifested so much in my future for me. Like, I'm, I'm beyond grateful to Lake Atalan. And I'm, I'm beyond honored to be able to put money into the lake. The, every time I go to the lake, it's like a... I've been there three times now. And every time I go, it's just like a clutch of my life. It just like puts me into next gear. Like, uh, hmm. I can't praise Lake Atalan enough. Damn. I would recommend you go check it out one day. I would love to. And I said, and this lake, by the way, this lake is surrounded by five volcanoes. All right. Yeah. Uh, one of them is active, uh, Fuego, which is out in the distance, but it erupts every 20 minutes. So, like, you can just, you know, at night, if it's a what? clear night, if it's a clear night, you can see uh, lava shooting out every twenty minutes. Wow! It's a, it, it, you have to Google it. Lake Atalan. It's like a crazily uh, most beautiful lake I've ever been to, and the energy there is just in, incredible. Wow! And there's so much culture too, and it's 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 really it's a really beautiful like the mind culture still is alive in existence there. That's awesome. Yeah, it's uh, um, but uh, that's. That's how I, I like the source of my, my clothing brand. And I came back in 2019. Uh, I came back from Central America. Because after that, that, this was in 2018, I quit Verizon. I, I go to Atalan, make the business contacts. I know the uh, dive deep in my uh, um, spirituality. And I jumped to Costa Rica for another uh, six weeks. And then I come back to the States. Okay. Very little money. Uh, but it was my first time vending with clothing. When I came down, almost crashed and burned, uh, but I made it through because, you know, vendor fees are expensive. I don't know if you know that or not. Like, No, never done that. I mean, depending on the festival, you'll pay anywhere between $500 to $2,000 to vend. Wow. Um, and that's every, if, I, if you're doing that every weekend, that adds up a lot. Yeah, absolutely. Lot. Yeah. I mean, if you're at the top of that, literally two, four, six, eight, you could potentially pay 8K a weekend. Like that's... I mean, a, a month. A that's month. crazy. If you hit the big festivals, like you know, there's not right now. It's like the festivals. The whole festival scene is in still kind of disarray with everything going on. There are festivals. I'm booked for 14. I'm working two this weekend at the same time. Hell yeah, yeah. Uh, so I was luckily be able to bring on a staff for a, a second uh, festival, which is great. Awesome. Um, but uh, it depends on the festival. Some of them are. Some of the tickets are lower prices. I mean, the, the vending passes. It really depends. Uh, but normally if it's like the normal season, it's like, that's the pricing point. Uh, that's no joke though. Like you have to sell a lot of stuff to make sure that you pass that and make what you need. Not not to mention the cost, the labor, uh, the material, the logistics, just shipping it. The the cost on shipping is huge. Not to mention the the investment costs up front. So like I operate out of a uh, short bus uh, that I've converted into a tiny home. Uh, but I use that to uh, transport the store. So like all the bins of clothing uh, are inside uh, in between events. Uh, but I fit, I, I operate out of a, uh, a uh, 20 by 20 foot carport that I set up at a festival. And I put uh, uh, two foot by six foot black grids all around that I hang out, uh, around. It really is a high end boutique on Shakedown Street. I'm not just selling grape with a t- t-shirt or tie dye. So there's nothing wrong with those. I love those too. But I'm just saying I'm a, a high end boutique. 
And, uh, and I, I put all my racks on the top of my bus. I have an eight by, uh, eight by eight foot roof rack on the, uh, on the top of my bus, but all the cost of like making this a utility vehicle and livable, you know, that costs money too. And it's not yes. cheap to transport it from state to state every weekend either. I bet. No, yeah. all of that, all of that's like a ton of logistics, a ton of expenses and a ton of like figuring out how do we make this work? Right. But I figured it out. Yeah. I mean, let me put you this way. I've been, I've been, I've been vending since uh, all of 2019, basically, since I came back. Uh, 2020, I spent 2020. All right, you know, I, I started my road trip in the end of end of uh, October 11, 2019. I just got back. I was on a road trip across eight countries for over 600 days. Uh, I got stuck in Costa Rica when the pandemic hit in pe- uh, February, Pura Vida, Costa Rica, my. Yeah. And, um, but I vended in, I, I took clothing down with me. So I vended in uh, Guatemala. I vended at, uh, in Ometempe, Nicaragua. Ometempe, oh, another magical place you got to go to one day. Uh, Ometempe is this volcanic island and it's a huge lake and it's also another huge lake inside <laughs> Nicaragua. And, uh, oh man, I put my, my car on a ferry to get to the island. I'm driving around this island and, um, Working events on this island. There's a really beautiful, conscious community that lives in Ometempe. I love Ometempe. I wish I had more time to be on that to be there. Wow! Uh, and I, I vended at uh, farmers markets and uh, on the beach and uh, a show in uh, um, Costa Rica. And then, uh, and then I, I do rainbow gatherings. I usually go to one a year, and I usually go to one a year in Costa Rica. Um, and uh, rainbow gatherings. If people that don't know what a rainbow gathering is. Uh, rainbow gatherings are an intentional community from new moon to new moon, uh, where, uh, what's in your tent is yours, but everything else is communal. The kitchen is communal, but you only cook, if you only, you cook for everyone or you cook for no one. Mm. And, uh, it's a place where money doesn't exist. Uh, everyone helps out. You really feel like you're in a tribe and it's international. People from around the world come to this. It's in the wilderness. There is no electricity. There is no um, gas stoves or anything like that. Uh, it's really like getting back to nature. Uh, camping out, imagine camping outside with 50 people from around the world where you cook food together, serve food together, sing songs of thankfulness together, do workshops together, everything from like yoga to uh, learning a new language to um, self-defense to uh, building a flute out of bamboo. Like you name it, there's like workshops every day about something different. Oh, that and, sounds awesome. Oh my God. I, I highly recommend you come. If you ever want to come to a rainbow gathering down South, please do. There are, there are rainbows all around the United States, but I, I really love rainbows in Latin America. They're, they're, they're really more international. And like to get to that location takes a lot to, to do. Right. Uh, so some of the people there are probably even extra interesting because it's like you had to work to get there. You really had, yeah, to, like, you had to, put extra to get there. You had to put a, you just couldn't just get in your car. Well, I mean, I got in my car. I'm, I'm, I'm you drove different. a lot though. And you had yeah. to go through a lot of places to get it there. I crossed like 13 international borders or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. That's not, uh, even if you drove, that's just crazy. A lot of work. So, well, you know, the thing is I drove because I have a dog and, um, honestly, all right, here's, here's fast forwarding, going back to my political side of things. Okay. Um, me personally, uh, I see the writing on the wall in the United States and you should really have the ability to, well, first off, if you're not really working hard on being self-sufficient in this country, 
you should be thinking of a way to get me out of this country or have at least the option to do so. Like, I hate that. I'm not trying to be like paint a negative picture on Democrats or Republicans or whatever. But, you know, the, the, the system is failing. And I feel like I can even go worse where I think like, they're, I don't even want to go political, but just the system is what it is. All right. And for me personally, you know, part of that freedom is, like I said before, on my, on my view of the world, like, uh, you know, just because I was born in this country, like I, this planet's my homeland. And I'm, I want to, every time I leave, I'm not going to be a tourist. I'm not going there to be a tourist. Yeah. I like a recon mission for my future self to learn to lay in the land, to know where to go. Um, and really, my, I, I searched out for like communities to go to. Uh, places to um, to be and like when I get somewhere I stay there for a few weeks or longer I don't just like jump there for like a day or two and then yeah do the backpacker thing and just go to the next tourist site you know you can't see everything but driving it you really learn the lay of the land you learn everything like I I know I know it very well I know all the borders well I know like the the legalese like with cars and different vehicles like you know like Costa Rica has its own specific rule set. Like if you enter the country and then you leave, the car can't come back for another 90 days, like crazy stuff like that. And so I have a... Wow, that's crazy. Well, I mean, okay. So long story short, the expat community is more than just like the, like the old, like, you know, 65 retiree people. There's a lot of young people that are in different expat communities all around uh, uh, Central America. And it's not just Americans. There's a lot of Europeans and a lot of other people. Like there's a whole international community of people uh, in different communities all through um, uh, Latin America. Sure. And uh, so uh, what they do is they, a lot of them aren't residents. A lot of them aren't citizens of that country. All right. So what they do is border runs. They just do a border run. So if, a lot of people in Costa Rica, they do a border run to Panama or Nicaragua and they come right back. Now, if they have a Costa Rican car, they can enter. They, they can enter. When you enter in a foreign vehicle, the problem is, you can't that once you get 90 days to be in the country with the car and then the car has to leave. You can come back after that 90 days and just come right back. The car has to wait outside the country for another 90 days on top of that. Whoa. So my, my goal really is I really want to buy a nice van in Costa Rica um, and then have that be able to having the freedom to be able to drive across the border and come back at any time. I mean, yeah, I can just do a border run. You know, I, I'd like to be able to leave and come as I see fit in Costa Rica. Yeah. And having a Costa Rican car would make that a lot easier because I love driving and I, I love driving with my dog. I don't want to put him on a plane. No, nope. I, I hated flying before COVID. And I'm like, I'm a Mr. You know, I'm not, I'm very anti, anti-vax, anti-mask. So like, imagine like an anti-system, an anti-government and anti-control, an anti-security state. So that was that before COVID even hit. I mean, yeah. I, I, there was a big reason why I drove, you know? So I love Costa Rica. I highly if you haven't been to Costa Rica, give Costa Rica a tour. Go, go, go explore Costa Rica for like a month or two. It is on my list. I have not been. I am planning to go there at some point. Man, so that sounds like a lot. That sounds like a lot that happened, dude. Um, I mean, so like I, I, I get down there. Oh, yeah, that's where I'm going to. I, I get down to Costa Rica in February. And so I go to this rainbow gathering I was talking about. In Costa Rica, you said? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, okay. I probably have the best pandemic story uh, of all time. Me, I don't want. Maybe I don't. I know there's other people that kind of have some better ones, but my story. Uh, so the I, I've been part of the Rainbow uh, family there for multiple years. I've been going through multiple years, so I know, I know everyone there and stuff like that. And and uh, 
So I, I do Magic Cat at, those, at, at the last two, but not every time I do it. And uh, this Rainbow Gathering was on an island off the coast of the Pacific at the mouth of this river. Uh, there's no bridge to it. You have to take a fisherman's boat to get to it. And, oh, man, there was 40 of us living together at the time. Uh, and we all, uh, we all, uh, um, and this, this island is like, I can't, words can't describe how beautiful this island was. Uh, it, uh, you know, during a, there's like mountains to the right, mountains to the left. And during a low tide, it's like Moses part of the Red Sea and the beach just goes out forever. I mean, like forever. Uh, and, uh, there'd be just a little tiny little bit of water, just a little bit. And it'd be enough to do a reflection of the, of the sky. So like during a new moon, uh, when you walk out there, you see, you, you look up and you see the entire universe and you look down and you see the entire universe. You're surrounded by the entire universe. Hare Krishna, like absolutely beautiful, like amazing. And that's where I was living at for a month when, uh, uh, when COVID hit and 40 of us, um, dedicated to living together to quarantining together at that time because like we're on this island and like you know the, we're in we're at babylon i mean we're in uh, zion and babylon's fallen Crazy right you're like it. shit's going down shit's no idea real, what's going world. down like, we don't know what's island. gonna happen and we're all on yeah. a beautiful <laughs> island far away from it let's fucking stay here yeah <laughs> <laughs> and we tried we did we so we tried hard to do that and uh and i was the only person at this gathering you know it's on island I, I, I did drive and we had a, 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 a rainbow sister has land on the other side of the river that we're doing ferrying from. So I'd have that car and I'd be doing uh, missions to buy food. And we bought like, uh, we bought so much food to like uh, to stay there for a long time. Yeah. And then the, uh, the problem was the very last day of uh, what was supposed to be the end of the gathering anyways, was a, uh, the, the police show up mm-hmm. because the government of Costa Rica had, they had closed all beaches because, you know, being on the beach, you might catch COVID. And they closed all beaches. Okay. And, but we were 40 people camping on the beach and they had aerial footage of us. Uh, so we had to do like this, like exodus from Zion down this, like the, this gorgeous beach with all of our stuff. And, uh, wow. No, oh, it was crazy. And then we're like, we're at, we're, we're literally, you know, on this paradise island. And I mean, like, Paradise Island, like playing music, enjoying food, like you know, all of us swimming in the in the the uh, ocean naked, handing coconuts to each other when we come out and stuff like that, and we get thrown in to a post-pandemic world, and we're like, "What? What? What happened?" You know, <laughs> <laughs> it's like you get dumped into some hot water. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, what the like, hell just was, happened to me? Crazy! It was crazy. Where'd they make you go? They, so the place that we we're faring people from, they, they allowed us to, to camp there together. They just didn't, they had to follow at protocol. There couldn't be people on the beach. We were on the beach at that point, so they didn't care. So 20, uh, 20 of us ended up camping together for another two months, uh, at this, uh, um, well, camping slash living at this house. It wasn't full on because obviously we're on a property now and there's, uh, electricity and wifi and stuff like that. But we still cook uh, meals together twice a day, uh, sing songs together every day, played music together, did workshops, danced, uh, meditated. Um, like during the height back in April, you know, we we're like, you know, quarantine, a por siempre. 
routine forever. Yeah. And then eventually I left and I felt the calling to uh, go to this area called the Diamante Valley in Costa Rica. And uh, I got into the underground, oh, at the time underground uh, dancing because in Costa Rica, the whole conscious scene, the conscious scene, by the way, the, 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 the conscious crowd, like the, the new age hippies, they, they, they're very conscious of what's going on. They really understand what's going on. They're really about personal freedom. And I mean, they're about community. Like they're definitely about, you know, building intentional communities. Uh, but they really understand privacy and uh, sovereignty. They really get, they, they, they get a grasp on what sovereignty is and they act accordingly, you know? And uh, anyways, you know, after two, after three months of living rainbow life, all right, which I felt like I was in a rainbow ground, groundhog's day. Like it just, that time had just stopped uh, for a long time because every day just kept becoming the same thing. It was great, but I was just like, it was, I'm, I'm in the same place with all these people all the time. Beautiful experience, but it was like a rainbow groundhog's day. Yeah. Uh, but, <laughs> You know, uh, the whole COVID thing wasn't going away anytime soon. And look, I made enough money. Uh, I, I sold down, going down into Costa Rica and in Costa Rica before COVID, you know, to pay for my journey back. I made m- enough money to do that. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, but I didn't make enough money uh, to live in Costa Rica for 13 months. I got stuck in Costa Rica for 13 months. Oh, and, my God. <laughs> Pura Vida, opportunity of a lifetime. Man, this Costa Rica. That was a, such a beautiful experience. But again, I'm not a, I wasn't there as a tourist and, you know, who knew what the future was going to be like uh, going forward, right? Right. So um, I, uh, I, I, I felt the calling to go to this valley called Diamante Valley. And, I, uh, and all, the, all the conscious people there, you know, all the events on Facebook, everyone got off of Facebook. Because Costa Rica, just like here, had restrictions going on, everything. And like, you try to throw an event, cops come oh, shut yeah, on a yeah. Facebook group or a Facebook event. So everything jumped on a WhatsApp groups during the election. Whether you love or hate Trump, I, don't, I can care less. Well, I do care, but like, I'm not a Trump supporter, by the way. I'm, uh, you know, I'm an anarchist, uh, anarchist. I can care less about the left or the right. But when the president of the United States gets censored by uh, big tech, that's, that's an issue. And, uh, you know, the conscious folk, uh, the uh, communities and and, uh, definitely in Costa Rica saw that. So, like, there's always been a huge push to get off of anything owned by Facebook. Mm -hmm. Uh, Which isn't isn't WhatsApp owned by Facebook? No. Yeah. So we got off of WhatsApp and everyone jumped on all the all the groups. uh, They slow before they're already heading towards Telegram and Signal. Um, But right now, like. I spend more time just going through groups on uh, um, Telegram than even ever looking at Facebook. Like everything, uh, everything I need to know in my own personal world. Well, here I got to use Facebook. In in Costa Rica, I just use Telegram. Like, yeah. I just use Telegram. Like that, that is the social network now. Um, it's weird. It's weird. It's 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 every, the whole their whole commu- all the communities and like all the different areas of Costa Rica are all on Telegram groups. Like it, 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 nothing is much really posted that much on Facebook anymore. Uh, yeah. Uh, so, but like, because it's not like, you know, you hadn't been a no to get into these groups and stuff like that. So I was like, and, and all these events are like, you know, they're like hush, hush. They're not like hugely advertised, you know, cause they don't want a police presence. Yeah. Uh, so I get into this like underground ecstatic dance scene, uh, vending at different locations, uh, with my clothing 
And I was able to also hire a team remotely here in the States uh, to work a couple of events that were able to take place in uh, September. And uh, What did you um, send stuff up to them? How did that work? I went on WhatsApp and I messaged my team in at Lake Atalan uh, to put in an order. And I had them ship it to the team that I hired in Maine. Wow. From Costa wow. Rica. Yeah. Logistics, man. Yeah. I was able to figure out how to do international clothing while in a pandemic, like in Costa Rica, stuck there. I mean, mind you, I'm stuck there with my car and my dog. I have everything I need. Like, and I can stay in Costa Rica. Cause like you, they kept extending visas. That's why I was there for 13 months and didn't have to leave because borders yeah. closed. I couldn't, even, I couldn't even drive north if I wanted to. I'm like, what about, I can't drive north and I can't leave. You, yeah. you know? <laughs> Stuck in Costa Rica. I could have, you know, I could have stayed there till June first of this year. They're extending visas all the way to June first. I left March second, and wow. that was supposed wow. to be the original. That was supposed to be the original, like end of the extension. And I, I, I shit you not, I'm at the, I'm at the border. You know, fast forward 13 months later into Costa Rica. You know, I'm at the border. And Costa Rican government at the last minute announced that, oh, by the way, we're extending tourist visas again by uh, uh, another until uh, June 1st. I, sat, I, spent, I spent like an hour or two just sitting at the border, like contemplating. Do I come here or do I stay? Well, obviously, I came. <laughs> well, actually, at the time, I, okay, I, I backtrack. At that time, I had no plan to return to the United States. I had planned to just go to just run out my visa in Guatemala, go back to Lake Atalan. And I have friends in Nicaragua. I was also, I was recruited to go do uh, a rainbow gathering in Honduras, which I spent three weeks out on my way up. Hmm. And I was going to just stop at Atalan and then go back down after 90 days, maybe jump into Mexico for like a couple of weeks and then come back down. But by the time I started heading north, like by the time I was getting to Honduras, like I really felt the call to come back uh, for multiple reasons. A, to, to get my business flowing better. Uh, I have a team, but I wanted to... Um, here in person to get my business going as well but really like my business is really based in like communities you know like i'm in the music different music communities all around new england yeah. and to see events taking place again to see festivals taking place again like i felt the the call to come show my in-person support for there being live music again for there being gatherings again sure. uh and to have to be there with my, like i, I can this have is where all of it started for you this is where yeah. all of it started yeah yeah, so I, I really did feel the call to come back and um, really show that in-person support because uh, I wouldn't be able to do what I'm do, doing now if it wasn't for being in uh, the music festival scene in New England. So like, I had to come back and show my per- in-person support for that. And, um, you know, in Costa Rica, I, uh, well, I mean, again, I'm very spiritual and I, I love spiritual music and I, I love bhakti yoga music and I love song circles and medicine songs and I love funk music and I love jam music and I love lots of different types of music. You know, I'm all over the place, you know, um, I love bass music. I, I can, good music's good music. Depend. I don't care what the genre is, but I've, uh, I've experienced a lot of, uh, great curtains and medicine song circles. And I got into, uh, in Costa Rica, I was helping, uh, uh I got uh, tied into a community of, uh, of a song circle in the Diamante Valley that we're putting on every week. Every week, it'd be, be like 20 to, uh, to 50 of us around a fire singing uh, medicine songs from around the world uh, in different languages. Uh, powerful. And it was super powerful with cacao ceremonies to open it up and sound healing at the end and you know, with waterfalls in the background. And, and the community there is so beautiful. Like the, the, 
uh, you know, the Diamante Valley tiene mi corazón por siempre. I need to, I need to return to that valley. The valley is definitely calling me to go back home. That's when I go to Costa Rica, that place is my home every time, like forever, forever. And uh, I definitely feel the call to go back. But while I'm here, while I'm here, so if you catch me on tour, if you catch Hostel Del Funk on tour, I, I'm booked at 14 events. I'm not. I'm more than just selling clothing. I also do export cacao from uh, Guatemala as well. I work with this amazing, this wow, amazing. I, I went on a the, the second time I went to Guatemala. First time find clothing. Second time find another clothing partner for uh, cacao and uh, hats. Like I have this uh, this a uh, hat that I carry. That I've seen I so many pictures of you I with manifested that. this. I manifested this in Spanish. I went on a, a, a quest my second time to find this family I'd heard about on tour. Um, and I actually, long story with that, I don't even need to get into it, but I went on a quest to find a family that I knew made hats and they didn't make anything like that. And we, we went through multiple prototypes to, to get to it and uh, super love that hat. All in Spanish, by the way, all, all in Spanish, all in Spanish. Anyways, I, I also went on a quest to find a, the best cacao source that I could possibly find. Fell in love with cacao ever going to Guatemala. And uh, I went on a quest to find... Uh, I talked to a lot of different people that did cacao all around Lake Atlan outside. And there's this really... Is it powder? Is it powder or is like a... It's, a, it's like, like a bean. Yeah, uh, you can get in a powder, but I saw it already in like a, in a brick that you just like shave off. Okay, cool. Yeah. And the beauty of cacao is very... Uh, uh, high in antioxidants and minerals, but it's also, uh, it is a, a slight stimulant. It gets your heart uh, beating. Uh, but because of that, it's very, uh, it can be very heart opening and very great uh, to use uh, in, uh, uh, to open up a ceremony or an event or something along, something that's very heart um, focused. Sure. Uh, it's, it's really beautiful for those moments. Found this source called Rooks Ukul. Uh, they are this, this uh, women's co-op in uh, San Marcos, La Laguna, called Rusukule. And there are three generations of Mayan women that uh, peel and uh, toast the cacao. Uh, it's all Mayan-owned. and wow. uh, That sounds so good. Incredible. incredible. So I, I export that cacao. I don't sell cacao drinks at music festivals. However, I do offer a uh, um, cacao ceremonies. So I found a family in um, around the lake that I commissioned to make both... Uh, um, patates, which are huge palm rugs. I have these three huge palm rugs and I have, uh, uh, 20 clay, uh, cups that are traditionally used in cacao ceremonies all around the lake. Um, that I brought with me. So at, at, at all the events I'm going to be at, uh, I'm going to be doing uh, small cacao ceremonies, uh, to open up your heart and, uh, uh, cure and, uh, uh, clean your soul. So if you want to check out a cacao ceremony, like I'm trying to bring some healing. Never me. heard of that. I love cacao. It's it's so energetic. It's so heart opening. And uh, I, I come come experience a cacao ceremony with me at some point during the summer while I'm here because I'm um, come October. I'm I'm you're I'm out. Go, yeah, I'm out. I'm here. I'm yeah. here for summer. Yeah. Cool. That sounds like quite a trip, man. Like quite a journey, and it feels like a lot of it. If if not all of it was like just a calling man it just feels like you you are supposed to be doing these things and they've also cultivated from intention as well life life is an adventure meant to be lived either you're waiting it up or you're just waiting to die you can whatever you want to manifest in your life you can do that any any career any job no matter what, whatever you want to do 
whatever you want to do in this world. I mean, if you fight life, it's going to be really hard to do it. You might be able to do it, but it's, you're going to be fighting the flow. If you, if you do what you're supposed to do and stay in that flow, you can manifest whatever you want and you can see things coming too, you know? Mm. And me personally, cause like, again, I am very spiritual on, on, uh, in my life yeah. and you know, my life hasn't been all rainbows and sunshine, you know, like, like life gets tough and I'm so conscious of this beautiful gift that we call the present for a reason that whenever darkness comes in front of me, whether lightness comes in front of me, I, I take it all in. I take it as an opportunity to be the soul that I need to be. And because I don't hide from a, a hardship, I don't victimize myself, no matter whatever happens, any loss, uh, any hardship, you know, any struggle, I'm meant to go through that. And wow. I'm grateful to God to be able to have the chance to overcome it. Um, and I, uh, I remember like, even if you want to take it like to a different point, you know, even if you're not spiritual, even if you're not spiritual at all, all right, you have any, personally, I believe that, uh, I'm an eternal soul that will live forever. Like this is just a material world. And I act accordingly too, because I have no fear of because of that. Sure. Uh, but even if you, even if you're not like that, say you're atheist and you just, you just think you have this one life to live. And I still think you have one life to live, but it's all one life. It's a different perspective. Um, why not live the life that you want to live, that you're meant to live? Why just be what you're going to be? You've been get, you have this moment right here, right now. What are you doing with it? Yeah. Are you manifesting your future, the life that you want to live? Like, imagine, like, imagine this is a, a movie. All right. Are you the, are you the lead character? Are you so some side character that walks in and maybe has a cameo appearance every now and then? You know, that gets like, killed. That gets killed. Yeah, I'm, I'm the lead actor of my movie. And I, let me tell you, every good movie, all right, every good movie has, uh, you know, the hero overcoming all adversity to win it all at the end. Mm-hmm. You know, grateful for the... Hero's journey. Hero's for, journey. Yeah, grateful for the hero's journey. You know, life is not rainbows and sunshine. Be grateful for those opportunities to overcome it. You like almost pre-answered. I like asked five questions at the end of the podcast, Rob, but you like pre-answered them in a way. I'm going to okay. re-ask them to you. I'm going to see like, sure. how you rephrase it. But For are sure. You, are you cool? Can I ask you like my yeah, you five? Ask me to one. Yeah. Okay, sick. All right. So the, the first one isn't what I was thinking just now with that. But the first one is, well, you kind of answered it too, but why do you wake up and do what you do every day? Like these things with the clothing and the cacao ceremonies and the music and all these, whatever it is that you're doing. Why do you wake up and do everything that you do? right now why do you wake up and do any of these things every day versus any other thing that you could do at this time you were talking about present why are these things i have surrendered to the flow but i swim with devotion i'm living the life that i'm meant to live um and there's things that come into my life where i just feel the call that i have to do it i answered that call um so like everything from like running my business to clothing to travel um I mean, I enjoy the things that I do. I love what I do. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Uh, but like, you know, okay. Like, for example, for example, did I want to return? Did I want to drive back? I mean, I'm happy to be here. Don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm seeing all my friends again. I'm going back to music festivals. I'm, I'm, I'm back on tour. Like, you know, I'm, I'm happy about all of that. But I wasn't, I left, I left a paradise. In Costa Rica, I left the paradise in Nicaragua, and I left the paradise in uh, Guatemala. And I found a paradise in Mexico too. That was at for a hot second. 
Yeah. And, you know, I, I, I don't always do what I want to do. I, I always do, I always do what I feel I'm called to do. And so whenever I wake up, like, uh, we're, we're talking before the show started, I have a manifestation board. Uh, and you know, that manifestation board is more than just what I want to do. It's what I'm called to do and what I need to do. Um, and I have everything on there from, you know, epic stuff like countries and projects and, you know, until like when I need to change the oil in the car to, uh, spiritual stuff, which I'll never cross off anything I put on there spiritual because that's a daily reminder. Um, I'm definitely, I, I, having daily reminders and visual reminders, because remember this is just a material world and you taking something from your subconscious and putting it into the material world, writing yes. it down, looking at it. Yes. Like, you put that down for a reason, that's you right. know? And the you put in there, like that's like my little trick to like speed, like the, the, you know, to swim as fast as possible. That's like my little tricks. I'm always thinking about how, what am I doing to achieve that? Mm. Uh, but I always feel called to do what I'm doing, you know, not, uh, um, yeah, I, I guess that's my answer in a short, in a short note. That's a good answer. And I absolutely believe what you're saying. I do a lot of that. I do. Well, I told you before the show when you were saying that I was like, I have a vision board, but I also write down what I'm up to in short, medium, long, like every day, twice a day. It's just like, dude, it just keeps me, keeps me on the move. Just like you're saying, it just keeps me on the move towards like what's supposed to happen. Even though it's supposed to happen, it just helps me go there quicker instead of just like arriving basically at some point, if that makes sense at all. Like you're saying, you're just talking about speed. Like there's a flow and then there's a speed and it's like the flow's going there, but I want to live that present portion there faster. So yeah. manifesting it. I, I believe it, man. I, I really get it. It's really about facing everything, everything head on, you know, and like why hide from it? Uh, you really should do as much as you, I mean, you, you have this, this moment now. I mean, there's something wrong with like enjoying yourself, but like, you know, if there's, if there's, if you have a goal, make it happen, you know, so, yeah. you, you know, if you need to bleed for it, bleed for it, you know, and you need to hustle, hustle, like do whatever you need to do to make that, that, that goal a reality. Like, you know, uh, if you focus your mind, you can do it all. And like, no, I'll be honest. Like, I know, uh, like even me, like I, I, I swim with devotion, but like not nothing ever happens perfectly the way I want it to, you know. Right. Um, I, I really kind of view it as a different way, where like, you know, doors of opportunity open. The more you go through other doors of opportunity, other doors of opportunity will open. Right. And for me, over the last you know seven some plus years, um, these doors of opportunity will open for me. And if it's if that's where I'm supposed to be. Even if I haven't taken all the steps to get there yet, if that's where I need to be, and that's where like I, that that door's open now. I'm sprinting the whole time, and yeah. even if I flat on my face, at least I made it through that door. That's like, right. don't be afraid to fail. Like, just go for it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I think that the world gives you back what you're giving to it, and if you're oh, putting energy it. into something, then it will it will give you more. But if you are if you're hanging out it's going to be harder. It's, it's not giving you, it's, you're not getting, it's not getting something from you. It's just, it's, it's an exchange. Something yeah. has to be given to be, to be given basically. Right. Yeah. Next question would be, and I'm careful the way that I phrase it because I'm, I'm also with you where like, I don't think that like a mistake or like a bad thing that happens is necessarily, necessarily like a bad thing, but like I've been saying it as like, 
your biggest mistake or hardest thing along the way, really, Rob, what I would say is just like along your journey through all these different things, what would you say is like something that if someone didn't have to experience it, but could learn the lesson some way or, or take something to make it so it's not as hard, what's something you were like, hey, this is like the shittiest thing or is the hardest thing or didn't have to happen? What's something you recommend throughout your journeys that you're like, hey, wouldn't do this again. I would take that lesson. I, I Maybe I couldn't get the lesson if I didn't do it, but wouldn't do this again if I could not do it. Oh man, that's a hard question to answer. I know. Cause a lot of it, you learn something and you're like, I, I would do it again. It was a good thing. You know? Yeah. Yeah. No, for sure. You definitely learn, you know, it's a, it's a super hard question to answer because again, I, I view, I view every experience as a lesson. Yeah. And, and you know, sometimes I feel like sometimes we need to learn those lessons. Sometimes we're meant to repeat those lessons until we learn it. Yeah. And everyone's on their own journey, you know, like everyone's on a different journey. Like I'll give pro tips. I'll help people out along the way, but like, you know, I can't. What's a pro tip then? What's like, well, I'm going to, the next question following that is usually like, what's your like best idea ever? But like, what's a, what's a pro tip from a mistake that you got then? Not a mistake, but like a bad thing. Cool. Could be travel, business. Mindset, yep. spirituality, anything. Okay. Um, I'm a firm believer that, uh, I, I don't know if it really answers the question, but anything you want to do, you should be all in. Uh, you should do it 100%, no matter what. Um, be devoted to it, whether it's through meditation, spirituality, um, your business, all the above. Um, like, you know, I'll, and I'll be honest, I'll, 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 I'll throw, I'll throw a little, not mistake, but like, I'm hard on me. Maybe I'm too hard on me sometimes. Um, you know, uh, I, I try not to put pressure on me. Uh, so like, I have so much going on in my life. Like, for example, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm making this call from a, a schoolie, a short bus I converted to a tiny home. It's livable for sure. Uh, it's insulated. But like I, I tilt it up, like I have uh, insulation that's still showing and whatnot. You know, I don't have it. I don't want to have a wood paneling up. And I ran out of time to do that. I raced against the clock back in uh, 2019 before festival season started. Doing stuff on the bus while I'm on tour. I work every weekend, and you know, as a as a vendor, it's so it's a it's a hard life. I mean, my, my I guess my my pro tip would be just be all in and just go do you. I think yeah. that that. That's a great tip, man. Like you have to be all in. You have to. Yeah, I don't. Uh, do. I don't. And I'm, I'm bad. I'm, I'm bad on myself because I didn't. I didn't go all in to finish it. I waited. I didn't wait. But I procrastinated like just a small, a little bit, a little bit. And now it's at the point where I don't have the time to like make it what I want it to be. Yeah. Because so much else I already manifested ahead of me, like, is more important. Right. You know. So yeah, that's a little. Life and to say life. out there, like, really quick for people listening, being all in doesn't mean that you're already there yet. Like Rob was saying, like, he started building some of this stuff while he was still working his day job. Being all in means that, like, you are 100% committed to whatever it is that you're trying to have happen, but you're not, like, halfway there. Like, you're, you're after it. He was all in when he was not at this spot here. I wasn't ready to launch my business. I wasn't ready when I quit Verizon to go to Guatemala. I wasn't ready to hit festival tour in 2019 when I came back. Like, I, 
none of those times was I a, a prepared a hundred percent? No, was not at all. Yeah. But you know, you also have to, you also have to work with what you have and make it happen no matter what, you know, like two, 2020 was an opportunity of lifetime. Yeah. I had a great uh, ex, you know, experience, but at the same time, not all rainbows and sunshine. Like, you know, I'm stuck in a foreign country where I, I, I guess I can speak Spanish, but I'm not fluent in it. You know, I still struggle and uh, making a living and surviving and thriving you know, during all this, like, you know, I, I launch a, a business that takes place at mass gathering events and no longer, <laughs> you know, yeah. like, that, 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 and let me put you this way. Let me put you this way. Uh, you know, I, because of my devotion and hustle, you know, I left Costa Rica with more wealth than I did when I left here. Damn. And I was able to fund, uh, almost all, most of my vendor fees pay for, uh, initial cacao shipment and, uh, uh, clothing shipment, like have all my inventory up, have almost every vendor paid off and like, and make it back. You know, like I, I did road trip across six countries this year. Cheers to that. Yeah. Which I highly recommend, like the people that waited to travel, that was the, 2020 was the most best time to travel. Harder to get through the borders though, right? If you can make it, it depends. Like some countries you can go to, Mexico was open the whole time. Like if I was in the States and COVID happened, I would just went straight to Mexico and just stayed in Mexico. Yeah. yeah. What would be a flip side of that, Rob? Like what would be like the best thing that happened along the way that you're like 10 out of 10 would recommend you do this? That maybe right there, literally just like travel. Travel. There's a beautiful world out there and it's waiting just for you. There's a bigger world than just the United States. You know, people talk about how they want to go out West. You know, everyone on the East Coast, like, I want to, I want to go to Colorado. I want to go to Oregon. Da, 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 da. Like, that's cool. You should do that for sure. Yeah. It's beautiful. Like the West Coast is great. But, you know, the, this planet is our homeland. And try to think of it as that. You know, countries are nothing more than lines drawn on maps by men long instead. Create, make, buy, get whatever documents you need to travel, you know, it's a magical piece of paper or book that gives you some sort of permission to cross imaginary lines on maps. I hate to say it, like all that needs to end all of it. That all needs to come down, but uh, there's a beautiful world. And if you feel called to go somewhere, just don't go there to be a, a tourist, mm. you know, go there to experience. Like yeah. I recommend if you travel, take a month or two and just be in an area, like find somewhere you want to go and go experience there. Maybe like jump around a little bit in that area to get a, a feel of things, but like stay put, stay put for a while, like yeah. learn an area, and you know, not like in the, like not necessarily like in those, like you were saying, touristy spots. It's like, yeah, go off the we, beach. We, we went to like Italy for three weeks and we just stayed in all these little no hotels, like no bullshit. Like we just, we were staying in people's places around and dude, yeah. like the people, like people, it, it is incredible, dude. It is literally incredible how different people are immediately when they know that you're not like, there's, it's a total different situation of like, people still know that you're not from there. Like, like I don't speak Italian. Good. Like mm -hmm. I, I knew enough to like figure things out, you know? Uh-huh. But people treated me entirely different because I was there. I wasn't there to like just go look at the shiny thing, throw some trash on the ground, and then like bounce, take a picture. It was like I went every, anywhere that I went, I didn't even look at the menu and I was like, what is your, 
favorite thing that you like make for dinner tonight? Or like, where should I, like, what's your favorite thing to, to have here? And people would light up because I was like, what do you think I should be doing? Because I don't fucking know shit. You know, I'm coming to you because you know your space. For sure. You know where I should be at. You know where I should stay, what I should eat and everything. And the, people would light up and like people will treat you differently when you go to places to experience the place and experience what they have going on there and not to, it's like different. It's like to be, to experience a place that, that is happening regardless of you. Yeah. yeah different yeah. than being a tourist where it's like, this is a thing for me to be, to see for the second or something. It's like none of it's for you or against you. It's you just like, to, this is all happening. You're you where this. you're at. You want to get the experience of living there. You don't want just to like to get the, the, you don't want to be a sightseer. You know, you want to, you want to get the experience. And, you know, for me, it's beautiful. You can learn so much from different cultures. Like, first off, I believe all cultures are culture, whether you like that culture or don't like that culture. It's still mm-hmm. all, it's all ours. All right. And I think cultural appropriation is just BS. Like, if you, if you, if there's something that calls to you about a certain culture and you want to go experience it and live it, then like, that's, a, that's our brothers and sisters. Like, what's, what's wrong with that? And I have, I, it's so crazy that it's a thing in this, in our society. Um, but, you know, go, yeah, travel uh, and, and and immerse immersion immersion into a culture as best as you can. That's outside. You know, take yourself. I've taken myself outside of my safety net and, and thrown myself so many different places at this point that you know, I the amount of growth and learning and um, like it, it's beyond. I'm beyond blessed to have all the experiences that I have and. There's, it's definitely something to say to travel. Like I know that traveling's not for everyone. Some people like to be in their their hometown forever, you yeah. know. But there's so much, there's so much beauty in this world, and most people are good people. Like most people are good people, you know. Uh, and like I, I remember like uh, my experience in Central America because you no, know, I try to speak Spanish as much people as possible, and I, I'll, I'll go way outside. You know, I'm not always in like the conscious expat communities. I go, I'm, I go everywhere, you know. If you're genuine and you're loving and kind and people reciprocate that, you know, and it's most people again, like I said, most people are beautiful, like, you know, beautiful, kind people. Yeah. And we're all the same. Like people like think we're just, it's crazy. It's crazy. If everyone has, it seems like sometimes there's so many people in this world that are just like all, you know, well, I was born in this country. So that, that means I'm this. And like, I don't want to, or like they look at someone from like, cause they have a different cultural background or they might speak a different language. And, but like, we're all the same. Yes, dude. We like to classify the shit out of stuff that isn't, there's no reason to, it's just not a thing. You know what I mean? Like we just like to put things into just you know, it's human nature. We just like to do that for some reason. So fucking weird. So yeah, why, why waste your hate when you can love and create? I'm with it. Yeah, why waste it? Be, be love. You know, I know Gandhi said, "Be the change you want to be," but that's so true. Be the change you want to be. Be love. Like you know, don't. As an as a former activist, I did a lot of activism. I would always talk about like how the world should be and stuff like that, and uh, doing different activism. But like, I find myself living that life more. It's more freeing than any time I ever was as an activist. Yeah. What would be a resource you'd recommend, Rob, to people? Could be anything. Podcast, YouTube, book, writing, place to I, be. I, what? There's so much to recommend. I know. 
I, I, I would highly I recommend, I would highly recommend if you want to really delve deep to what reality is that you should read the Bhagavad Gita. Hmm. All right. Uh, it's, a uh, um, the Bhagavad Gita, uh, the as it is edition by Swami Prabhupada and read okay. all the bits. Um, and the, the Bhagavad Gita really delivers the core essence of what this life is, what the universe is, what, how to, how to, to, uh, to meditate, uh, self-realization, um, Highly recommend reading the Bhagavad Gita. Okay. That's never been recommended on the show. And I'm going to put it in the show notes so people can check it out, dude. Yeah. Cool. Uh, Last one is the easiest, man. It's just straight up. Where do people keep up with you, Hostel Del Funk, and your clothing? Yeah. So you can find me, um, you can find my business, Hostel Del Funk, uh, at Hostel Del Funk on both uh, Instagram and Facebook. You can find my clothing at Moksha Moda on uh, both Instagram and Facebook. Uh, you can follow me on my personal one, which is at White Mountain Funk, which is like my artist handle uh, when I was doing a lot of photography. And I used to be a painter. I used to do a lot of, not a lot of paintings, but but, uh, but that, that Instagram has pretty much become my, my travel Instagram, you know? Cool. One moment you'll find me at a music festival. Next thing you know, you'll I'll be at a rainbow gathering. Next thing you know, I'll be in a temple somewhere in a different country, uh, or you find me on a beach in like Mexico or El Salvador. Or, I don't know. I'm I'm open to my path and my journey, no matter where it takes me. You know, I am a I really am a nomadic entrepreneur running on crypto. So like that's a, that's the lifestyle that I live. It all sounds awesome to me, man. You buy crypto, Chuck. The, 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 the buyer's market. Buy as much crypto as you possibly can after you read the Bhagavad Gita. I know that's like contrary, but like, <laughs> be spiritual and buy some crypto. Like, just get out. Get the out. Words of Rob Matthias. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah.